the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. Welcome back to the Dan Prof Show. Well, you've had the article of impeachment filed by House Democrat Socialists Tuesday, and you got the, the response from the president's legal team, the answer. So, I mean, let's just, you know, set the table so everybody's properly briefed in advance of next week's trial. There's a couple of uh, particular parts of the article and the answer that are notable. This first, the article of impeachment against President, former President Trump. Uh, president Trump repeatedly issued false statements asserting that the presidential election results were the product of widespread fraud. Then he reiterated his false claims that we won this election and we won it by a landslide on January 6th. And then this is the other phrase he used that they're seizing upon. He willfully made statements that in context encourage and foreseeably resulted in lawless action at the Capitol, such as if you don't fight like hell, you're not going to have a country anymore. Right. Then he also, it is argued in this article of impeachment unlawfully, you know, so that was the proximate cause of the unlawful breach and vandalizing of the Capitol and so forth. Uh, and then they also add that uh, there was a prior effort to subvert and obstruct the certification of the results. This uh, was the call that he had with Brad Raffensperger, Secretary of State of Georgia, and they again cherry pick the language to suggest that he directed Raffensperger to find enough votes to overturn the presidential election results in Georgia and threatened Raffensperger if he failed to do so. Ultimately, this all culminates to endangering the security of the United States and its institutions of government, threatening the integrity, betraying his trust as president. And uh, he has demonstrated he will remain a threat to national security, democracy and the Constitution if allowed to remain in office, not in office anymore. But we'll get to that and so on and so forth. So that's the, the sum total of the substance in quotation marks of the article of impeachment. And so the answer on these matters and the, the interesting thing is the cherry picked uh, the stilted, the overstated case that Democrat socialists had made, in this case, the House Democrat socialists with respect to the article. It's actually contrasted nicely with a very matter of fact response to the answer that stays within the four corner four corners of the truth and establishes some foundational principles that need to be considered by the triers of fact. Uh, first, basically, the Trump legal team argues that uh, the proceeding is invalid from the start because he's out of office. And they also so they lack jurisdiction. Number two, uh, just as a general matter of principle, they suggest that this constitutes a bill of attainder, which is a legislative act imposing a punishment that runs afoul of due process. And Trump lawyers argue the House of Representatives deprived the 45th president of due process for, uh, of law in rushing the article by ignoring its own procedures and precedents going back to the mid 19th century. The lack of due process included, but was not limited to the failure to conduct any meaningful committee review of the other uh, committee review or other investigation, the failure to engage in any full and fair consideration of evidence in support of the article, as well as the failure to conduct any full and fair discussion by allowing the 45th president's positions to be heard in the house chamber. So 
a star chamber as the predicate for a show trial, not exactly in the American tradition. So it fails in jurisdiction. It fails because it is a bill of attainder, which is unconstitutional and violative of small R Republican norms. But there's a couple other parts I wanted to get to, the, the, the two points they make, the statements he made on January 6th when addressing the crowd, and then the Raffensperger call. Because it'd be interesting to see where, oh, and it, the, the election was stolen, we have to fight like hell, and the Raffensperger call, those three things, actually. And it's important because the answer perhaps gives us some indication of how the defense will proceed next week and whether or not we're really going to have a circus or it's actually going to be pretty buttoned down and pretty unremarkable other than the fact that this is a second impeachment trial, which is pretty remarkable. They address the he in he falsely claimed the election was stolen. The answer from Trump's lawyers, insufficient evidence exists upon which a reasonable jurist could conclude that the 45th president's statements were accurate or not. And he therefore denies they were false. He has a right to his beliefs. And indeed, he believes and therefore of of errors. The United States is unique on the earth and in that it's granting documents, Constitution Bill of Rights, specifically and intentionally protect unpopular speech from government retaliation. So they go right back to constitutional norms and individual rights as enshrined in the Constitution. Rather than arguing whether or not the election was stolen in the answer. Again, it's not dispositive of the whole issue. They could still do that. But it is interesting. Look, it's the predicate issue. Nobody, a reasonable jurist, couldn't conclude one way or the other. So President Trump denies they're false. That's his view. Your view is something else, that a statement was false. It's a free country. You're both entitled to your views. That's pretty straightforward. The uh, matter of uh, fight like hell or you're not going to have a country anymore. Those were the words that incited the violence, according to those who voted to impeach, including the 10 Republicans. They obviously concede the point that people breached the Capitol and so on and so forth, but suggest that uh, you cannot ascribe anything the president said as inciting a riot. Uh, they, they write, it is denied that the phrase, if you don't fight like hell, you're not going to have a country more had anything to do with the action at the Capitol, as it was clearly about the need to fight for election security in general as evidenced by the recording of the speech. It's denied that the president intended to interfere with the county of electoral votes and as is customary members of Congress challenge electoral votes and issues and so on and so forth that we've talked about. Uh, it would have been interesting. I, I don't know why it wasn't included in the answer, his reference to peacefully go over to the Capitol. Uh, I don't have the transcript in front of me, but the whole peacefully using that adverb seems to me important, but okay. And then the last piece is the Raffensperger call. Go find the votes. We talked about this at length on this show when the recording and the associated transcript came out and find the votes. The answer, it is denied that the word fine was inappropriate in context as President Trump was expressing his opinion that if the evidence was carefully examined, one would, quote, find that you have many that aren't even signed and you have many that are forgeries. He wasn't threatening Raffensperger. Uh, he didn't act in, inappropriately. He was basically saying, we have this evidence. And you remember from the call, his election attorneys uh, interceded to to talk to Raffensperger directly and say, look, we have these batches of votes that we have questions about. We think there's evidence that could change the results in the state of Georgia. You think there's not. We're asking you to examine these issues we've raised with respect to these specific batches of votes. If we're wrong, we're wrong. And if we're right, we're right. So how it's being presented purposefully, disingenuously by proponents of his conviction that he was demanding Raffensperger create 
votes out of whole cloth. And that is just wildly inaccurate if you listen to the call or read the transcript from the call. Uh, And that's really the sum total of the whole thing. I mean, you would think uh, an impeachment trial would be complicated. It would be involved. There's all these competing ways to look at it. There's all these issues to be resolved. This whole thing can be resolved in about as long as it took for them to, uh, to to cobble together the article of impeachment in the House and for Trump's lawyers to put together this uh, 12-page, 13-page answer to that article of impeachment, which uh, is by way of saying, you know, an hour or two if uh, they were really serious about it, unless President Trump decides that he wants to take advantage of the platform to again, prosecute uh, the larger issue of what happened in the 2020 election, I think he should um, take the position he has as uh, acquitted, get that done as quickly as possible, as seamlessly as possible, and then leverage his second acquittal to have conversations about the 2020 election or perhaps even more importantly, the 2022 and 2024 elections from there. Exposing political fakers, fixers, and takers. He's Dan Proft, and this is The Dan Proft Show.